It's game time, heroes. Welcome to the Outlaws Outpost. Welcome, 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 heroes, to the Outlaws Outpost, your unofficial guide to the best Overwatch League team, brought to you by the Surly Nerd Podcast and the official Houston Outlaw supporter group, the Lone Star Vanguard. I'm your host, James, and with me, filling out our roster this week, is Nubatron. Howdy. And Tunavi. Uh, hello. All right. For those of you new to the show, what the heck is the Outlaws Outpost? Well, it just so happens that our favorite Overwatch League team is the Houston Outlaws, and we have way too much to say about them, so here we are, ready to chat and debate all things Outlaws. With all the intros out of the way, let's jump right in. So the Outlaws Overwatch League season has officially started, and I think it's safe to say that we've hit a few bumps and bruises along the way. We played both the Mayhem and the Washington Justice in week one, and we did not manage to take a single map. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) How, How are you guys feeling about this? I mean, we come out the gate and we're going, you know, we come out the gate and we're saying... You know, this is going to be our season. We've made some changes. Everything that we're doing is going to be leading us into a stronger, you know, season three. And then we kind of just stumbled right out of the gate. Yeah, I I saw something and I totally agree with it. It says we're the best we've ever been. And we're also the worst that we've ever been. Okay. Uh, To to add to that, I think from what I've seen from the matches these last um, couple of weeks has been we're really good at finding an engagement to take yet we cannot finish the damn team fight mm-hmm. i mean we come really close we're, we're ahead two picks two three picks something that's extremely winnable right and then somehow we allow it to get turned on us at the yep. last mm-hmm. second there's highlight reels from these losses like we look good mm-hmm. it's just, just not gonna win i i think that the disconnect here is that indiv- individually um everyone is seeing red and disperses Mm-hmm. And an easily like a, a team fight that should be focused, right? Just collapsing on a single target or something that the or what you would call like the finishing in the final third in the soccer, right? Or like you know just that lad, the last third of the field where you have that killer instinct of just score is what we're lacking on our side for the outlaws. I think one of the things we need to consider when we go into this discussion, though, is there are other factors, at least in week one, let's start with week one, um, that were at play. We had sick team members. We had internal problems. You know, like uh, Houston's, they talked about over, over the last week, this curse that Houston has right now, where, you know, they had trouble with where their practice area was going to be. Um, they were having team members that were sick in week one. We had Linkser who wasn't even feeling like he was willing to participate because he wouldn't bring anything to the team. Yeah, yeah. We all thought he was sick. And then he said, I'm not sick. I'm just bad. Um, I get y- pine vibes from that. Yeah, and it, it, but it... it it begs the question that, man, it's it's true. I, I mean, before the season started, we had all of these um, distractions, you know, where basically the Outlaws practice facility got TMZ'd by the Houston or the, the Woodlands media, right? Mm-hmm. So they had to worry about switching facilities, finding something like that. Then before the opening season starts, half the team is sick. Right. Right. 
Uh, and then the week after that, when they're traveling uh, over to Washington, their luggage gets lost. Right. And it's just like, dude, oh my God, we we, we have <laughs> this bad luck. But to me, yeah. it's just like, dude, baby, you're in Houston. Find a curandera, dog. Like there's there's someone there that can that can clean that up. Right. Um, and it, it makes you beg the question, right, of whether are we at the point at which we're, in my opinion, we're not, in which everyone's saying, well, hey, you know, like, why don't the coaches do something? Mm-hmm. Why don't we rotate players in? Why is Blasey playing hit scan? Harsha, right, right. And, and I think that it's extremely easy right now to start pointing fingers. Right. Um, and trying to find a scapegoat, which right now is easily Blase and the coaches, mm-hmm. right? Because Blase has the lowest um, critical hit percentage in the league right now, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. That is true. Um, and... Um, you know, it's, it's like a lack of player rotation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was a big factor, right? We were watching the first week not knowing what was going on behind the scenes, going like, why aren't they rotating players? Why is this not happening? And we weren't aware of the factors in the background, like, oh, players are sick. You know, not everybody can perform at, at full strength. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dream came out and said on Twitter, you know, I'm not making an excuse for it, but we just didn't have a full roster and that was a problem. Um, and so we were able to kind of forgive what we saw in week one. Right. We looked at that. We said, all right, players are sick. There was environmental factors that were at play here. And even the casters themselves and the analyst table were going into week two. We're like, you know what? We're going to give them that that bad week. You know, they're going up against Boston. They're going to go up against NYXL. I think that, you know, the factors are gone now and maybe we're going to see a stronger outlaws. Um, And that was refreshing to see. I mean, the panel was like 50-50 going into the fight with Boston. Um, And so we we enter into this fight with Boston. And in my opinion, this was, whether you uh, like it or not, I think it was one of the best games of Overwatch League we've ever seen played. It was crazy. Um, This was a game that went to a map seven, right? The first ever ever, uh, double draw. Yeah, like there was a double draw. Boston had us out the gate. And then we saw this momentum picking up with the outlaws. And we were sitting there watching them going like, holy shit, like this is our this is our team. Our teams, they're they're getting it back together. Like everything's going really strong. And it goes right to the end, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the last points. Um, and we were blown away. We were all at the bar watching it. And we were just like, holy crap, they're going to beat Boston. Like we're going to be breaking the losing streak. Here it comes. And then just everything shuts down out of nowhere. Crumbled. It, it it really brings up uh my my thought what I when I what I, what I was thinking when I was watching it was that moment in South Park when Randy Marsh is he's fighting Bat Dad, mm-hmm. right? And he gets up and he said uh like he's like hey I didn't, I didn't hear no bell, right? And he's and <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? He's all I didn't beat hear up no like bell. but he's like I didn't hear no bell and he goes at it he wins on a technicality. I really thought we were going to be able to pull it off. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it totally had the cinematic feel of but you're, you're down to nothing. It, right. It, it had all the, the markings of a great, like, you you know, sports wins, movie. Yeah. Two draws. But uh, in, in um, and I hate to say this, but in typical Outlaws fashion. <laughs> right. Right. Um, some, and I mean, look, I, I'm, I've, I've met the coaching staff. They're great. I've met the players. They're great. I mean, respect the, the high, the, the heck out of them. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you have just won the last two maps with Rockus in, he obviously has a hot hand, right? right? And or has a big impact 
on why the team is winning, mm-hmm. right? Whether it can be communication or that um, what is called in-game speed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is any 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 player on any level, high school, college, or professional, is they, it just plays at a different level whenever they're in-game, right? And he's coming off of a World Cup win. He's, he's coming off a World Cup win, right? Right, right. I mean, granted, he hadn't done to, so well uh, in the previous four, ma- four maps, right? Mm-hmm. But he, he 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 reels it in, brings it back. The team's on a two on a two map win streak. Why do you take him out? Right. Yeah, what was the mentality? And that's something that everybody's been asking as we've been watching all these games is we're just constantly rotating our supports, but no real explanations being given as to why. And maybe that's just a strategy thing. But when you're when the map pool is like this against Boston where, you know, we've managed to lose the first two maps, draw the second two maps, and and keep going from there, and we could possibly eke out a win against Boston. Um, and then we go, okay, well, let's let's just rotate our supports again. Like that was a, a there. There was a moment there. I'm sitting there watching this, going, "But why? Why did we? What could possibly have spurred us to do this?" And it, I will not say it was the thing that caused our downfall, but it definitely felt like a contributing factor at that point. I mean, this could be, and we touched we touched on this the last time, uh, the previous time we did that. We talked about the outlaws. Um, how had the Outlaws won the first game of season two against Toronto, right? When we got reverse swept. Mm-hmm. I think the Outlaws have a completely different outcome to the season because it, it's a mind thing now. Right. Right. Now, now it's now, oh, it's, now it's it, in their heads. They're going into this homestand without a win. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's huge. That's all they're man. thinking about. Like these it, are people that have to go to sleep every night and get up for work the next day. And well, got the and, biggest and we do game know that like, you know, there was other there were there were players on week two that were sick as well. Mm-hmm. Like they came out and said, "Look, there were still people sick, and we couldn't perform at the rate that we need to be performing." Um, and you're talking about the homestand, and that's really important because this upcoming weekend is the Houston homestand. This is their first time playing live in front of the crowd in Houston. Well, this is the biggest um, game Houston's had in a long time because they're playing London, who just reverse swept to Washington at Washington's house, absolutely. and now we have our first home game. And we're playing London. And, and honestly, when it comes to talking about other Overwatch game. League teams, because of my investment in the Overwatch League in the first season, I very often consider the London Spitfire to be our rivals. Like, they were rivals really hard in that first season, and I've kind mm-hmm. of carried that momentum forward and been like, oh, man, anytime it's London versus Houston, like, it's going to get messy. Yeah, um, which but, is interesting because they're a new team, but they're the same brand. Right, right. They're the same brand, but just the and entire team is completely different. They're starting to look a little, a little good. They really are. Um, now, th- we did get some momentum, obviously, going up against Boston. And yes, while we did lose against New York XL, and we did not lose gracefully against New York XL, do you think there's some of that momentum that we had versus Boston that we can utilize and take with us forward into the upcoming homestand? Like, there should be key takeaways and lessons learned that we can use to perform better when it comes to us finally playing at home. I think it should in the sense that if the loss to Nixle isn't an eye-opener um, to the coaching staff and to the players, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily for, I mean, I, I, I get it. There's a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes that we don't know about. Right. And obviously we may never know. Um, and I understand why you have to, you, you have to go with, the best hand that you think is being dealt to you, right? But look, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing repeatedly and, and expecting a different result, right? Right. Everyone in the mother has said 
dude, we have to change these roles up. We have to stop subbing people in and out. And yet we keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And New York, like Nixle, as we always do, I mean, we've never beaten Nixle, but they showcase that, especially on the very first, first map of Ilios when mm-hmm. they come at us with a Pharah. They basically saying, we don't respect your hit scan, mm-hmm. right? We, 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 we know that you guys are struggling with this. And honestly, like, dude, we just got embarrassed. It's true, and it, it sucks because I, I I know I know the the players are trying their best. I know they're doing what they can, and and, and I know that that the, the the coaches are you know analyzing the game and trying to put together something that makes the most sense. But we saw this last season with goats, mm-hmm. right? Where it just makes sense if you just play something that you're comfortable with, right? Blase. In fact, in fact, to go to really drive home that point, the most fun and the highest success that we saw Houston have while they were playing this last weekend is when they went away from the meta. 100%. When they were like, F it, we're going Torb. We're bringing in Symmetra. Let's go. <laughs> and then they would just steamroll them. Like, just absolutely dominate. And and, and I, don't underst- I don't understand what the hesitation is. Uh, I mean, Anubis... Did we, we drew that map, but it was very close. I mm-hmm. mean, it was it was just maybe that inkling of confidence that has been affecting the players the entire time before could have affected that decision or, or that one team fight that we needed to win, right? Like if we just let them play some more, right? Let them like let here's the thing, what's the allies identity? If mm-hmm. you think about it right now, if you, you asked four out of five people that watch Owl, like what are the what, like what are it's, the outliers? What's Jake. their identity? It's I miss Jake. Is, it's like I miss Jake. It's, it's that's it. I, that's all I, I see. I miss Jake, or well, they're gonna choke in the end. Or you mm-hmm. suck. You and, know? It, and it sucks because we don't want that. I don't want that. Like right. I want to go back to something you said is that the players are trying their best, and I dude that spoke to me because they really are. You can tell they're putting it all out oh, there. Absolutely. You no one's slacking off, and and Jesse is like there was a meme God about. Here. <laughs> there was a meme about him after one of the matches, and it, it was said, just like, "Holy crap!" Here we are <laughs> with a Lucio just carrying. Yeah, us. it was a Lucio in like a like a, a like a a cart, and they're carrying him off and like into a an ambulance. Like <laughs> seriously, watching him pop off was one of the most impressive things that I've seen in a long time. I love as somebody who's not a great Lucio player. I love watching great Lucio plays, and watching him perform was just like watching like a ballet and you're just like holy crap he's just wrecking everybody left and right you know and they just can't keep up with him and it was absolutely fantastic one of the highlights of week two i have to say um and i asked this question during our previous episode but i think it it bears repeating and asking the panel again is muma being our only main tank uh detrimental to us because everything relies on him at this point. Like the everything has yeah. been and Muma's great. He is fantastic. But he also can't take five and like miss a map because they need him. Yeah. He can't he can't rest. You I know. love Muma. He needs a break. When they signed Fact Fiction, he was like, Hey, I am so happy you have someone to give me a break on the maps I don't really shine on. Exactly. He was he was vocal about it. And it's like, what do we do? do we do we get another main tank? What right. do we do? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think that um, for his mental health and for, um, I mean, shoot, just, I mean, physically, he, 100%, he needs a break. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was you, a tweet, there was the outlaws, it's like, that smile post, or it was like, 
It's okay to smile even if times are bad. And Muma did a sad face reply to the post of the official page. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, I remember having this conversation at Valhalla so Esports Knowledge in Houston. Uh, I mean, here in, uh, here in Austin, soon opening in, in Houston, in which um, when they started, when they won their first um, uh, their first map, every, I remember, I don't know who I grabbed. Actually, I think I grabbed Mark. Uh, and I was like, holy crap. That's the first time I see Muma smiling forever. Mm-hmm. Like other than on stream, right? But like in in Owl, that was the first time I'd seen him smile since season two. Since yeah. like at some time in season two, it's been a minute. Um, and I, I and and I, we all we all love Muma, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's just a matter of, I mean, shoot, man, he needs a break, man. He does, and, absolutely. And I know, and I know we're probably moved. We're we're heading towards this one three. Two weird compositions. Well, no, that's the, that's experimental. We can't can talk about that right. at all as something that's confirmed with an owl because it just is it's in the experimental card this week. That, but that what we only... but what we can talk about is the fact that after the home stand this upcoming weekend, that is when hero bands go into play. Yeah, and that is going to affect things like, it's, like it's it's desperately going to change the landscape of Overwatch. I can't wait to see Diva and May. Come out that first week. It's random, but I mean, you know it's even. I mean, when you out. when you look at it right now, the one thing that ev- is on everybody's minds as they're watching the Overwatch League is the absolute presence that May has. When you see you see what every single team running May, there is no like option. Yeah. We, we can't not run May at this point. And yeah, Sinatra just he, his stream title now is May is so fun. Oh my god, because <laughs> it's, it's easy. I I I love May. I mean, I, I know, I know that as you're someone a fan. that plays yeah, a shit ton of May since since season one. I, I mean, I the I wall, yeah. the wall is too powerful. It's too, it is very, very powerful. Kind of, if you boring. use it effectively, yes. If if, if there's mm. a lot of, sh- I'm sorry, there's a lot of shit May players out there. Okay, mm. that just think like, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and wall here. They wall their own teammates. No, like you, you have to be a smart. You have to be a a high level IQ player to play May effectively. Okay. Have we seen any okay. cool we'll May that. plays this year? Yeah, just look at my, just look at how I play. No, 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 no. <laughs> like in Overwatch League, I, I, there been I mean, dude, really been on the cool. yeah, really absolutely. Um, Honestly, my highlight. No, I'm not. I'm not being like condescending. I'm like thinking, what's the coolest May play we've seen this year? Um, man, There's I know. There's just been a really. Uh, there were a couple during the, I believe it was the Outlaws game, where you just saw a really great like wall, and then like you know Reinhardt into in, into the wall, just crushing people, and you're like that coordination between those team members, that synergy. Yeah. it felt good, and that's a key word that we need to be thinking about when we're talking about the Outlaws right now. Is where is that synergy? That they need to be having, like they, you, we can see it when they've got it. When there is no when, when they're not in the when they're not playing the meta, when they're on their weird like I'm gonna play Tor, but I'm gonna play Arissa, and let's just go. The synergy is there, but it is a problem they had with goats where they're like we gotta play the meta, and when we play the meta, it becomes an issue because no, nobody's flexible at, at that point anymore, mm-hmm. right? And that's how we really do get taking advantage of. Now, another question that I brought up last week, uh, but we kind of just didn't know how it was going to go, um, is does all this traveling for the Overwatch League homestands affect players, in your opinion? Oh, absolutely. You know? I mean, obviously, in every sport, kind of teams travel. But, you know, we're talking about the fact that these players are traveling they're, week well, to week. They're not getting paid like other players who travel. <laughs> like NBA, you travel every day, but you're paying... Millions to those guys. Right, right, right. They're These all traveling like making first class. 50, like... you know, 70, 100K. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's different when you don't get paid as much as these NBA guys. Right. So I, I think that um, as of right now, no, I don't think it's a big deal. I think all the traveling has been 
uh, towards the uh, to the East Coast, um, and it's not an extended stay. Um, everyone's traveling too, so right, everyone's right, kind right, of right, on right. an equal playing field. So, right. right, there haven't been any crazy games to to, to Europe or to to Asia or anything like that. So, right. um, I don't think it's it's gonna it's it's definitely not gonna be a factor, um, or it hasn't been. Um, a factor right now, but I think that maybe later on in the season, once the, the traveling to Europe happens, right? If uh, it, if it happens, we, we already saw. Well, it's no topic I mean, of discussion I'll, entirely with the whole virus thing happening, but that's a different. We it's a different, different podcast. But, but, there, but, there, <laughs> but there are Overwatch League games that are being canceled right now uh, because absolutely. of the outbreak of the virus. I'm, Korea, I'm gonna, all of Korea just canceled theirs. Right. I'm going to respectfully disagree because Dante posted. He said he he posted this really. He, on Instagram, he posted a story. It was like travel day, uh, flight delayed, long layover. Oh, great. Our baggage got sent to another city. And then it's like game time. It's like, it's just, it's like if you're down, you get kicked. That, that's what the travel does. Yeah, it but makes, everyone's doing it. So that's not an excuse. Right. But if you win on a, on a, when you're traveling and you win, you're like, I can do anything. For sure. You, you, you travel and you lose. It's like, yeah. It's the next. It, the I next loss that, it, is even it, worse. It can, it can really beat beat you up quite a bit. Um, so we do have upcoming um, home games with the London Spitfire and the Toronto Defiant. I'm so excited. Now we are in obviously one of the low points of um, for the Houston Outlaws. We have no wins to our name. Um, obviously, we are a pro Outlaws podcast, or else we wouldn't be doing this. Um, but let's let's have some realistic expectations here. We have London Fit, Spitfire and Toronto Defiant. What are your predictions? How are you feeling about it? We don't need exact numbers, but just looking at the the firepower that we are up against in the upcoming week. I I think the expected answer is that we'll beat London and lose to Toronto. But I think in ex, like in reality, I think we're going to lose to London and we're going to beat Toronto because we know Toronto. We know we know all those players. There's no new guys. They're on they're team. a known variable. We know we know their strengths. We know their weaknesses. We know them. London is like this mixed bag where it's like it's we don't know them yet. They're a bunch of new guys, mm-hmm. and I think they they know us and they're gonna beat us because they know us. It's how it always happens. Season two is full of it. But I think I think Toronto. If we're gonna win a match, it's gonna be Toronto, okay. and I think it's gonna surprise. I think it's gonna shock the world. And honestly, I think we're going to go crazy at home when we beat Toronto for our first or second win. I think it's going to be insane. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Oh, boy. Um, honestly, my expectation is that kind of how Tanabe said it is, I, I think we beat <clears throat> London. Um, I think it'll be close against Toronto, and we might be edged out to it. Mm-hmm. But I honestly truly believe that the seventh player or the seventh member, if you if you call it, or mm. whatever they call it nowadays. Um, I think Houston's gonna be rocking. It's going to be it's gonna be deafening. Right. I, I think that it's this is something I'm, for Outlaws fans that have been I mean, we went to an I think you were there for the Dallas Homestand last year, right? Yeah, that place was insane. we were we were in in we were in fuel territory at their home base with Dallas versus Fuel. I mean, we were Compete. Outlaws fans were competing for reign of that uh, venue that entire weekend, mm-hmm. and dude, Outlaws fans were being hurt. Like right. HEB chance, T-Mobile chance. It wasn't until maybe 
halfway through um, the match when Dallas clearly was having a better, uh, probably going to ha- end up edging out the Dallas. Did they were they able to drown everybody out? Mm-hmm. But um, I'm I'm pretty confident that. It, it, Toronto and London is they're going to feel it and they're it's going to affect them. I am Right. And so the concept you were talking about like the 7th player is the the concept of being at home, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's that mm-hmm. idea that mm-hmm. the crowd is rallying behind you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Outlaws fans are notorious for how passionate they are about their team. I mean, to the point where like the casters make fun of us yep. because of how passionate we are about our team yep. and the fact that we do not back down even in the face of a loss. Yeah, but that London game versus Washington in Washington, did you guys watch that game? It was insane. I did, absolutely. It went down the very, like that play where Washington came back, it was like Corey and Roar and they, they just like, just destroyed London on Nepal and they shattered everybody and Corey just cleaned them up. The crowd went fucking nuts. It was insane. And then somehow London came back after that energy mm-hmm. and beat him. That has me worried because that was London had no business winning that match. Oh, absolutely I, not. I was, I, I honestly, I was at home watching that match and I, it kind of made me a fan of Washington because I was like, that was the coolest comeback I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then. London came back with an even better. Comeback. That was that honestly was one of the best games of Overwatch that, that I've ever seen. Yeah. Like every all that games that happened over the last weekend, I was just blown away at the skill, at the the ability to rally. You know, nothing felt one sided. Everybody felt like they were really honestly competing in that high tier Overwatch combat that we've all been looking for when it comes to the Overwatch League. It wasn't just somebody coming in and like raffle stomping the the enemy team. You're like, well, I guess that match is over in two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was really eye-opening to see what London was able to bring to the table against Washington. And I think that's going to be a really big factor to consider when we go into the homestand. Uh, because, again, like I said, I feel like London is our rivals. And I feel like we do need to step it up. And they are the unknown variable because we don't know the players. We don't know the team. Uh, but also the eighth player that we're not considering is that, yes, we've been losing. But we've had players that are sick players that are exhausted, players that have been working themselves to the bone. This homestand, we're on our turf. Theoretically, everybody's healed now. Everybody's well-rested. Everybody has had their chicken soup, and they're going to be, you know, taking their NyQuil, and they're going to be going, moving forward into Nubitron was sick. How are you feeling? (laughs) Well, see, that's something I want to hit on, too, is for those Folks that are out there thinking like, man, man, like it's just a flu. Like Jordan had the flu, yeah, whatever. Man, look, I um, after the first week and the first second games, uh, I had just flown back from Chattanooga, and um, the Saturday uh, or the Sunday you were which, sick. Not yet. I hadn't gotten sick. I I, I you slept. fly while sick. I, I I don't know if I was sick at that. Did look, you feel sick and fly? No. Okay. No, no, no. I, I was going to ask I, you how did you feel? I didn't feel sick until. Uh, Monday morning, uh, I flew back. I flew back Friday night. Uh, went to the, the the event on Saturday. Had our watch party. Uh, felt great. Sunday, I just felt tired. I just felt exhausted from everything. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, it's just jet lag. It's just from being you know, from traveling so much and having the big event on Saturday. That I, I slept through most of Sunday. And when I woke up Monday, <clears throat> I started kind of feeling it. Right, like oh, I think I'm coming down with something. Um, Tuesday afternoon. And you guys know, I mean, um, I haven't had a vacation from work in over three years. I'm the kind of guy that doesn't miss work. If I ever miss work, and this is a true story for those of you that are watching out there, 
like I take time off for my like my full time fifty hour work week job career. I only take time off to go do outlaws activations. Right. That's the only time I'll go. I'll take time off or to go to BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever I had, the sickness that I had, I went to the doctor. Well, back up a little bit. It knocked me on my ass. Mm-hmm. I missed three full days of work. Um, I missed Wednesday. Um, I could not get out of bed. Thursday, I, I was able to finally have enough energy to go to the doctor. So imagine going to work those days. Yeah. And playing on stage. Exactly. And losing. And and and, and Twitter molding at you. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what's going on I with mean, the outlaws. For sure. It happened with Corey. It happened with Corey. Yeah. Corey was Corey's sick Corey's like, I never want to perform again while sick. Mm-hmm. I never want to compete while I'm sick. Which yeah. which is what I'm I'm trying to I kind of paint the picture here of You had I mean, to stay home. Yeah, I mean take they take can. it from me. Like I've I I mean I've never done it. I always like I usually go home until they send me home and um, like I can't, for those of you that aren't giving the players a break, dude, give them a, give them a break. Mm-hmm. Like you may have gotten well, a trying. comic cold or something, but man, when you have like all these new strains of flu out there, dude, I'm telling you, like, I didn't feel better for an entire week. We were supposed to do this last week and I canceled on you guys. I feel like I told you guys I didn't feel that well. I didn't feel better from, I mean, from Monday until Saturday night did I yeah. finally start to have my senses about me. And I so. think that that's the, the factor that we're not considering here going into this homestand is that we have all these players that were sick, that were tired, that had all these things going against them. Now we're going to be in the homestand. Fingers crossed, everybody's healed. Everybody's feeling better. We're going to jump into it. And I think that we're going to come out swinging in a way that people aren't going to see because we are going into the homestand, the bottom tier. We are the Shanghai Dragons of this season right now. And we need to figure out a way how to break out of that. Oh, and I think, I think the factor that we're not considering is the player's physical health. Yeah. yeah. Um, and fingers crossed on my end, I just really want to see Linkser kind of break through this like rut that he's been in. And I really want to see him come out on stage and start to shine because we could honestly really use him right now. I, I think so too. I, th- I think we need him. Um, I mean, I, I'm a tier two sub <laughs> to a stream <laughs> for a little over a year now. And man, I, when I, I, he's been playing a lot of McCree. He had a rough day yesterday. But man, like you see him and just he knows where where heads are, man. He knows where to click. Right. And it makes you think it's like, why are we not playing him on McCree? But we know well, he's been they, sick and he's been right. why didn't they play Pine on Nixel last year, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then he retired. So uh noob, you had a special thing for us today on the podcast. If you yes. kind of close things Ooh, out. Special thing, I baby. did, I did. I That's had monkey. this. Good um, comment, man. I, was talk I about wanna play that, a little but, game. No okay. Um don't think about it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, try to a- answer naturally. Okay. Whatever you think makes the most sense for you, but I would like to ask you individually. Yes. Um, Let's do this. Would you rather, and why? Okay. So first one, would you rather have Owl be two CP only, mm-hmm. or bring back gods? Two CP, hands down. I love two CP. I know. I know people hate it. I don't. I don't give a fuck. I love it. Valskaya. Has given me some of the coolest Overwatch League content. Okay, I, th- I think two CP. I mean, goats. The problem when you say like, "Oh, bring back the thing," is that watching the meta when it becomes something like goats, where it's just stale after game after game after game, it doesn't make me want want to tune in. And what I want to do is want to tune into the Overwatch League. And two CP really gets me excited. Things like Volskaya get me excited. There's challenge to it. You watch teams almost perform at their like just 
highest levels when they're on 2CP because it's just such a great back and forth exchange. I know. I get it's a bad rap, but I like it. And I think the only problem is that there's too many draws. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair. Fair, 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 fair. All right. Would you rather bring back Jake or stage one, season one results? Oh, I, I like Jake in his new role. Um, okay. I'm, I'm happy for Jake. I, I think I think he's in an awesome place. And honestly, the league kind of needed him with all that like doomsday talk about the the inner you know the the host scene is is ruined and Jake was like what up motherfuckers mm-hmm. and kind of saved it uh, him Custa reinforce um, I'm I'm happy with how it worked out so yeah I'll take the results of season one stage one are you are you kidding okay hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Run uh, honestly, I, having sat down and, and followed Jake and, and talked with him oh, and wow. all that stuff, I, he really want. This is what would make him happy, and I want him to be happy. And I just want a really good stage one for us. He's going to be at the Houston homestand. I'm so yeah. excited. He's going to be casting. Okay, cool. He's not cool, going to cool. die once. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so so <laughs> that was a warm up round. Okay. Now we're going to start getting the thick of this. Is now all we're going right. to start getting the thick of it. Okay. All right, okay. All right. Next one. Would you rather? Arm wrestle spree in front of your girlfriend. Nope. <laughs> I don't have a girlfriend. So or, I'll or, take one. or or your crush, whatever. Or be hunted by Linkster with a paintball gun. <laughs> oh. I'm going to go with Linkster with a paintball oh, gun because yeah. I don't think he's as good at IRL. <laughs> okay. Video game virtual Linkster would not want he's, to dude, be around. He's, he's, but what about his skills online in real life? I don't, I don't think I don't think it holds up. I don't think it holds up. Hypothetically, he he's as good as he is in real life as he is online. Mm. That's who you're going up against. Yeah, I love paintball. Hell yeah, I'd yeah. play paintball with Linkser. Are Hell you yeah. kidding me? Okay, I get in a few good this shots. This is an official invitation for Linkser to join. Yeah, us for did paintball. you see Spree in that video where he's like, "Oh, you want some cereal, bitch?" Like, oh <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, still okay. Good. Next one. You look great. Would you rather throw rocks at a hornet's nest? Or listen to Monty diss the Alos for 10 hours. <laughs> Throw rocks 10 hours? How long, 10 hours. We, how long are we throwing I'm pretty no sure boxes? You have to set it for 10 I'm hours. I'm pretty also. sure he's already got 10 hours of insulting the Outlaws footage how, in existence right now. Okay. How Wait, how long are we throwing rocks at those wasps? I think nests? just once. Until they, until they fly at you. <laughs> I'm going to go with the hornet's nest. Uh, I just don't want to... I don't want 10 hours of... Of wait, wait, listening wait. to somebody insult the outlaws would just get me irrationally angry. How about, am I like IRL sitting down with Monty? Yeah, it would yeah. be in person. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd love to hang on Monty he, for He 10 just hours. sits and berates the outlaws for Yeah, yeah I'd sit there with Monty for 10 okay. hours. Hell yeah. Yeah, we, we I did. actually, were you, yeah, we were, you were yeah. there with us. Yeah, we met Monty. He's, he's actually, he's a great guy. What happens he's, in Dallas stays in Dallas. It's true. <laughs> All right, and last but not least, now I really want you guys to just don't rush this. Okay. Like, this is probably one of the deepest questions we can ask, I can ask you. This is, um, you know, true to the podcast, um, but would you rather watch Dallas win the grand finals or get punched in the dick? I would get, I'd get punched in the dick. <laughs> Who's punched me in the dick? I just, Spree? I just, <laughs> Spree I just, or Linkser? I can't, I can't <laughs> okay, abide. Or Spree, or Spree punches you I, in the dick. Spree punching you in the dick. I can't abide by. But he doesn't know who you are and he thinks you're trying to kill him. <laughs> like I get it. Don't like, modify the question. It's, it's te- the question. I get that it's a Texas team. What do you mean? This year, are you talking about this year grand finals? Yeah, this year. This year. Oh, like this year, great Dallas. It doesn't win. matter any year. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> there's the so many stipulations. So many stipulations. Answer the goddamn question. Don't well, you said don't rush it. Now you're rushing me. So <laughs> fuck you, man. 
<laughs> I think with all my heart, just the rivalry between the Houston Outlaws and Dallas, like I would just rather get punched in the dick. Like that's just okay. where I, I'm on this because not that the Dallas doesn't have good members. Um, they do. They they do have strong team members. Um, and it would be weird because I think in any other circumstance, I'd be like, yeah, I totally want the other Texas team to win if we don't. But I just don't. Just the hell with the fuel. <laughs> all right. Stand up. <laughs> No, we're not. We're not Stand playing up. that game. No. <laughs> what about you? Come on, what's your final answer? Yeah, what is your this, final answer? Like this year, straight up this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I uh, I don't want to get punched in the dick. <laughs> and I kind of, I don't really. I like when teams win the finals. It kind of wins me over a little bit. And I, I kind of hate Dallas right now. This, so, well, Dallas this year, they, they they're interesting because they they picked up a lot of good players the last two years. They've kind of just been easy to rag on because they've mm-hmm. been kind of full of kind of dog shit weebs. <laughs> um, but this year, dude, they got okay, Decay, you, they got suit and I did like they took they 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 cheated because they took players from other teams who I really like, and they're like, okay, so we signed those players, and now I'm like, well, fuck, I kind of like those players. I like Decay, mm-hmm. and I like Gomsu. Um Punch in the dick. Got it. We heard it punch, here. Yeah, punch me in the, punch the, me okay. in the dick. So just real quick, as we start to wrap up, after this homestand, you know, the character bands go into effect. Do you think this will show the strength or the weakness of the Houston Outlaws roster? Strength. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Hey, I called it. I called it last time. Mm-hmm. With hero bands coming, there's a reason why we went with all these like specific flex players. There's yeah. a reason for it. We're not I, I think we'd be better weekend, off. Though. Yeah. What about you? Strength or weaknesses based on hero bands? Well, what are our weaknesses right now? Uh, not inability to rotate. Yep. Oh, you're talking about hero bands, not the home after the home after stand. the home stand. Um, so what are our weaknesses right now? It's the question is when hero bands go into effect, will that be a strength or a weakness to the current Houston Outlaws roster? It'll be a strength. You think so? Yeah. So just looking at the roster, you're like, yeah, once we have a couple of heroes eliminated out of the hero pool, we'll see a stronger Houston Outlaws than we currently yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, if you're if if we're going 0 and 4, how could it be a weakness, you know? <laughs> like there's we don't have there's no I think someone said, I think Custa, okay, so it was Custa who was like the the best thing about the Outlaws season right now is you really can't get any worse. And he's got a point. <laughs> we're we're going to see some yeah. strengths from hero pools. Um, I think Mumo really wants to play Hammond. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing Hammond a lot in in uh, in my own games, and he kind of slays. So I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited to see him play Hammond. Okay. All et right. Et cetera. Well, and that's everything that we have for this week's episode of the Outlaws Outpost uh, panel. It's plug time. Where can everybody find you online, Noob? Um, can I say something instead of where they can find me? Sure. Um, so I just really quick. Um, I know we're, we're, we're critical here as, as panelists, right? On this podcast, we, we, I think it's our duty and as fans to be, we have to be critical. Like we just can't be like, everything's going to be fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like we, we trust me, we drink the Kool-Aid. We're going to root for the allies no matter what. But for those of you out there that are still wondering Mm -hmm. why you should be an outlaws fan, regardless of our record, I'll tell you why we still have the best color, uh, the best colors (laughs) with Florida being a close second. Um, we're nowhere Spark near as bad as the Dragons way. during season one. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, neither the Rockets or the Texans have won a championship game either, and they have real money. <laughs> Beside the Astros, but we'll talk about that we later. Had more than two um, years too. But more importantly, the Outlaws showcase an incredibly diverse roster celebrating different parts of the world: Finland, Belgium, South Korea. 
Brazil because hydration is mm-hmm. Brazilian American, and also Can- uh, Canada and Sweden via Bannon and Mendo by proxy. Don't forget about Mendo, y'all. Um, and then they try to make it work and make it a point to ensure that people from all corners of the world with different opinions, values, and beliefs uh, all come together and fight for a city that celebrates the same mentality because Houston is a melting pot and so are the outlaws. All right. The outlaws aren't an organization that buys entire teams and hopes it works. <clears throat> Full career teams. <laughs> um, but much like America, democracy and the pursuit of happiness once did and still does. All right. The outlaws are the promised children of the future. So remember, it's always darkest before dawn. Uh, and True. Be- believe me when I say it, I believe, I believe that we will win because fucking Outlaws 2020. Win what? Let's fucking go. Win hey, what? A game? Hey, I'm gonna see, yeah, I think I I'm hope gonna so too, see, motherfucker. I'm going to see you guys at the homestand. <laughs> uh, if you don't go to the homestand, you're a weeb. I'm kidding. Kind of. Not really. The Outlaws paint chain is coming, baby. Best we were to catch these hands and these horns. Outlaws 2020, I'm out. <laughs> All right, and that's everything we have for oh, the wait. Outlaws Outpost this week. Wait. What do you got for me? Go to my Instagram. What's your Instagram? Jacob underscore the underscore Mooney. Jacob the Mooney. There you go. That's everything we have for the show. Thank you, our panel, for tuning in. Thank you for all of our audience that provides feedback, gives us suggestions of what we should be talking about all over the podcast. Seriously, we are Giant Outlaws fans. Yes, we are critical, and it's only because we love our team so damn much. So if you want to give your love... Uh, if you wanted to give us your love for the outlaws to read on air, send it over to the surly nerd at gmail.com. You can hit us up at, at the surly nerd on Twitter. Uh, also facebook.com slash the surly nerd. We're going to be on there. Uh, all, these are all the spots you can come in. Tell us about your love of the outlaws, what you think they should be changing, what they should be doing different, what they should be keeping the same. Seriously. It's a great place to just interact with all of us. Also look up the Lone Star Vanguard. That's the organization here in Austin that we're a part of. We host all the, uh, we host watch parties in various cities. Um, so yeah, that's everything that we have for the show this week. Until next week, heroes, good night and good game. GG. Bye y'all.